What is the Torah? We've learnt in the Gemara already that when we're making a neder, the real foundational idea of making a neder is to forbid something, uh, to forbid an object on oneself by means of attaching it and categorizing it together with another object that also has become forbidden through human intervention. Uh, this idea of hatpasar, of categorizing a permitted object with a, a forbidden object and thereby making the permitted, permitted object asur, this idea only works if we're attaching it to something which has been made forbidden through a human intervention, such as uh, one dedicates an animal to become a korban. The result of that dedication instills a certain kudushah into that animal. There's a sanctity attached to the animal, which is now set aside for the sacrifice for a korban, and therefore it cannot be used for ordinary usage by a person. Now, if we use that animal as the object to which we attach or with which we categorize another object, thereby making the second object also asur, uh, that would work. But if we were to attach our permitted object just to an object which the Torah has forbidden, uh, one were to take a, a piece of, of treif meat or a treif animal, and one were to say this piece of kosher meat should be like this piece of chazer, this piece of pork, that wouldn't work because the pork was not made treif, it was not made asur by a human being. In understanding further this idea of hatpasav, categorizing a permitted object together with a forbidden object and therefore making the permitted object asur as well, we have the Gemara in, uh, on Dafyudal Ramadbet where we talk about what would happen if we used a Sefer Torah as the object. The Sefer Torah cannot be used for person, personal use. What would that be like? And we know that of all the objects that we have in Jewish life, the one that has the most sanctity for us, the one that has the highest level of Kedusha, is the Sefer Torah. And we get some understanding and insight today as to what is the nature of that Kedusha and where does it come from. And the Gemara says, If a person makes a neder using the Torah as the object to which he attaches the permitted item, that doesn't have any effect. But if he were to say, I'm attaching this object and forbidding it upon myself the way that which is written in the Torah is forbidden to me, then one's, uh, then one's words are fulfilled. That becomes a proper neder, and the permitted object is now no longer permitted. If a person says, I'm making this object forbidden upon me just like a Sefer Torah and that which is written in it, Dvarav Kayamin, then his words are, are fulfilled. So what we're going to hear is a little bit similar to that which we learned in the previous stuff. Uh, when a person refers to an object, what is he really referring to? Is he referring to the, the superficial uh, dimensions of the object, to the matter of the, of the object? Or is he actually referring to something deeper to the meaning of the object, to the intellectual component uh, of the object. And it's important to appreciate that all objects have these two components. So if you um, were to take a computer and you were to say, this computer is worth $1,500, 
But of course, the plastic and metal from which the computer is made is not worth anywhere near that amount. What makes it worth that is what it's capable of doing. What makes it worth that is its design, is the intellect attached to the matter that creates a computer. That's what gives it its value. If you take the paint and the chemicals and the canvas of the most beautiful impressionist painting that's worth millions and millions of dollars, it's not because the paint and the canvas is worth that. It's the intellect that has been infused into that object. It's the design in the object that gives it that value. And of course, the design on its own has no value. It only becomes value with when it's fused into something material. The idea of a computer doesn't have value. It's when you take that idea and you build a tangible computer with that intangible idea, then the fusion of the tangible and the intangible becomes superbly um, valuable. Uh, and so when we talk about a Sefer Torah, is one talking about the object, the parchment and the ink and the wood from which the Sefer Torah is made, or is one talking about the content of the Sefer Torah? And that seems to be some of the difference here. The run brings the rivet. Uh, the rivet is the famous uh, counterpart of the Rambam. You may know that after the Rambam published his Mishnah Torah, the rivet wrote a commentary on it as well as many other commentaries. Um, questioning and criticizing the Rambam. The Ran quotes the Rayavid where he says, This is talking about a proper neder. And the reason it doesn't take effect is because if you were to say, I want this object to be forbidden like the Sefer Torah, you're talking about the parchment. And the parchment is not forbidden. That is not where there's Kedusha. And the essence is is around Kedushah because when we're talking about a neder, you remember the whole uh, initiation of the concept of neder is the fact that we can transfer Kedushah, we can transfer sanctity from one object to another, and that's the mechanism we use for the darim as well. But in the parchment of the Sefer Torah, says the Ravid, there there isn't inherent Kedushah. <laughs> But if you talk about that which is written in the Sefer Torah, that's talking about attaching this permitted object, this loaf of bread or this piece of meat, uh, is attaching it to that which is written in the Sefer Torah. That's as if you're attaching it to something which has become a soothe through human intervention. Because what makes the Sefer Torah Kadosh? What gives the writing of the Sefer Torah its Kedushah? The, um, he, what he's referring to is Hashem's name in the Sefer Torah and all the holy ideas and words that are written in the Sefer Torah. And they become Kodesh, al They're not just inherently Kodesh by themselves. They become Kodesh, they become holy because a holy person, a Sofer, had intention of, of sanctity had intention of dedicating the work that he was doing, the words he's writing, to the highest forms of Kedushah, of real sanctity. If a Sefer Torah were written by a disbeliever, by an Apikurus, by somebody who has no connection with the Torah, or the Sefer Torah were just printed by a machine, it doesn't have that Kedushah. It's the actual infusion of sanctity into the writing by the Sofer, which gives it its, its Kedushah. And that's why it's considered like an object that has been uh, forbidden for ordinary 
day-to-day use by a human action. It's the action of the sofer to infuse the kedusha into the sefer Torah. And the, the Rashbo asks a question here and says, but perhaps even the parchment should be considered uh, um, Kodesh, and he brings proofs for that. Shari like Vilim Kedushim, Machmat Kavanat Kedushat Kodesh. When the Sofer decides to take a piece of parchment and dedicate it for the writing of a Torah, and he writes the Torah on the parchment, that parchment also becomes Kodesh, it also becomes holy. And he brings proofs for that. Answers the Rashbo. The Kivan Shamar Ba Torah, that if a person says, I want this, I'm swearing by the Torah. He's talking about, if he just says, I'm this, this Sefer Torah, he's talking about the parchment on which nothing is written. And that does, is not called Torah. Um, because it's the parchment, Hashem Shatorak Tuvabahem. It's only the parchment on which the Torah is actually written that becomes Kodesh, that parchment which is holding the word of the Torah. And the parchment is only holy because it supports the writing. And if the, the writing were to disappear from the parchment, the remaining parchment has no Kedushah. It's just a piece of parchment. Um, and therefore, and therefore, even um, if you're talking about the parchment on which the Torah is written, that's a davar nadur, the actual spot where the words are written. That's also a piece that has become that has become kodesh. Um, uh, sorry, let, let me just correct that. That the if one has sworn on the parchment, since the parchment without the words has no kedusha. And if the words are removed from the parchment, the par- parchment is left without Kedushah, then making a neder on the parchment, saying this piece of, of bread should be forbidden to me like the parchment of the Sefer Torah, that isn't a neder because the parchment doesn't have Kedushah within itself. It only has Kedushah for so long as it's supporting the, the words of the Torah. And there, there are ideas here that we need to think quite, quite deeply about and it's worth reflecting on. Uh, during your day. Uh, and that is firstly the capacity of the human being to infuse Kedusha into inanimate objects, even into inanimate objects. That every every Jew, every person has within him or herself that divine spark, that spark in within themselves of profound Kedusha. We don't always feel that Kedusha. That Kedusha is sometimes buried under layers of all sorts of noise that's going on in our mind and activities and, uh, and, and, and feelings that, that make it very difficult to access it. But if we can find quiet moments, and through whether it's through the study of Torah or it's through tefillah or it's just through meditating and thought, we're able to access, then we're able to feel that kudusha, that sanctity which lies within each of us. When we interact with another human being, our interactions can be transactional and superficial and we don't notice and relate to that spark of Kedusha, that light that, uh, that is, is ignited and burns in every single heart of the Jewish people. And we don't notice it and we don't respond to it and we don't react to it because we're transactionally relating to people. But if we related to people with thought and with feeling and with spiritual content, we would be able to allow that spark within us to ignite the spark within them 
and then a great deal of of energy of, of energy of kedusha flows between the two individuals, and they're stimulated and elevated and inspired as a result of that. We need to find ways to deepen our lives and to elevate our lives to operate around that kedusha within that is within each of us, and we know we have it because we could write a sefer Torah. We could infuse inanimate parchment with kedusha. And again, the Kedusha is not the object of the parchment. The Kedusha is what we're doing with it, what we're writing with it, the ideas that are expressed. So when the Talmud Chacham talks about a Sefer Torah, he's not talking about that scroll in the Aron Kodesh. When the Talmud Chacham, when a Jewish person who's aware and conscious stands up because the Ark has been opened and the Sefer Torah is brought out, he's not standing up for the, the object. He's not standing up for that piece of parchment and the wood which constitutes the scroll of the Torah. That's not what he's standing up for. He's standing up for what's written in the Sefer Torah. He's standing up for the design, for the ideas, for the for the divine brilliance that is the Torah, the word of Hashem and his guidance to us. That's what we're standing up for. And that's why when we, in the presence of a great Tamid Chacham, we also stand up because he in his life contains and expresses and teaches and learns that which is in the Torah. And that's what we're really standing up for, is, is what's inside the Torah. And when we say a Sefer Torah, we mean the essence of the Sefer Torah, not the superficial uh, matter of the Sefer Torah, but the essence of it. And so it is with all objects. Every object has an essence and it has a superficial appearance. And the more we're able to appreciate the essence of it, the brilliance of design, whether it's in nature or it's in technology uh, or it's in art and literature, uh, the more we're able to pause a moment and appreciate not just the material outer manifestations of the object, but the deepest inner being of that object, what its design is, what its usage is, what it stands for, what the human being who built it put into it, that the amount of thought and the amount of knowledge and, and wisdom that has gone into it to be able to experience that uh, makes it so much so much the greater. And so that when Hanoder Torah, if you're just talking about making a neder on the Torah, that thing that sits in the Aron Kodesh, that's nothing. But if a person makes a neder using the content of the Torah, the design of the Torah, the Kedushat Torah. That sanctity which has been put into the scroll by another human being, by a sofer, because human beings can instill objects with sanctity. Varav Kayamim, then his words, in fact, are real and take effect. <laughs>